and welcome back to Real Life with the Pastor's Wife. I am Russanne Stevens, and this is Episode 8. I want to thank you for joining us for another episode. For any comments, suggestions, or any thoughts you would like to share with me, please email them to thepastorswife, the number 92 at gmail.com. Thepastorswife92 at gmail.com. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Today's episode, it's a little different, folks. I'm by myself again, so this is different. It is something I have not done before, but if you know me, if you know anything about Russanne Stevens, you know I love to bake. I love to cook. I love to bake. I love to spend time in the kitchen. So this was a crazy thought I had. Y'all shoot me an email. Let me know if you would like to see more of this or if this was, you know, not something, not something you want to see on future podcasts, but I am just, you know, I, I titled this podcast real life with the pastor's wife. So I'm the pastor's wife and I'm also a mom and a grandma and a daughter and a friend and anything else you can lump on a, you know, a woman nowadays. I, I probably cover some of that. Anyways, I'm also a baker and I love it. I just, y'all absolutely love it. That is that's one of my happy places. Big fat messes and all. That's one of my happy places. So I thought about possibly maybe once a month or so coming on and doing just a short little podcast and sharing a couple random recipes with y'all. So if this is something you want to see in the future. You've got to let me know. Uh, so today I thought my family loves rolls. They love dinner rolls. You know, they like a warm roll with you know, melted butter spread on it when you get it out of the oven and they love them like that. And then they love some cakes. Well, okay. They just, we just love all kinds of desserts. We may not be large sweet eaters, you know, I'm, um, that's just not my thing. (laughs) It's probably a good thing, but I love to make them. And so I thought today I would share two recipes with y'all. One is his quickly became my favorite dinner roll recipe. And I will tell you all the recipes, if I do share some in the future on here, they're not all my own, you know, made up recipes or my own, you know, uh, creations I came up with in my kitchen. I do have a habit of tweaking recipes. You know, I rarely, rarely leave one like I find it. So, you know, you may get some recipes and you've heard bits and pieces of it before, and it may just have my tweak on it, you know, so that's just, that's just me, y'all. Anyways, this dinner roll recipe actually came from a dear friend of ours, Mitzi Higgins. She is from the Generette, Louisiana area, if I have that correct. (laughs) And we swap recipes. We've done it for years. We got to know them years and years ago. They came up and uh, preached for us. Her husband's a pastor or was a pastor down there. And they came up and preached for us when we were pastoring in Karnak, Illinois. And I know that's probably been, you know... 19, 20 years ago, probably. And uh, we've just stayed in touch through the years. We've been down there to Louisiana and preached for them. And so we have a love of baking. And, you know, if you ever find anyone that shares that love with you, you know, you know how special that is. (laughs) They don't think you're crazy. (laughs) So this dinner roll recipe is actually from Mitzi Higgins in Louisiana. And y'all, I'm just going to, I'll give you the ingredients first. 
if you want to grab a pen and piece of paper, I'll give you the ingredient list and then just some, some of the basic directions to go with that. I will tell you this recipe obviously has yeast in it. So if you have never worked with yeast, that may be something new for you. Um, I won't go into, you know, I'll, I'll give you some details on it, but if you have any further questions, shoot me a, a PM, shoot me an email or something, and I'll do my best to help you out. So I'm going to share her dinner roll recipe, and then I'm going to share a pound cake recipe. Now, growing up, my whole life, we always called this, um, my dad's mom, I always called her Grandma Birdie, and I, I believe, I'm, I'm not even sure if her real name was Birdie. <laughs> But we always called her Grandma Birdie. And this is what we always called Grandma Birdie's Pound Cake. And y'all, there are some different tweaks to this you can do. I'll share those when we get to our pound cake recipes. So get ready. Get you two sheets of paper. I've got two recipes for you today. The first one we're going to go for is Dinner Rolls by Mitzi Higgins from Louisiana. You will need one cup of warm water. And this is where... Um, you know, you, you can put your finger in it. It's not going to scald you. No, I'm not a technical baker here. So, you know, don't expect that from me. If you want to get technical about it, they'll say, you know, between 105 and 110 degrees, that is warm enough for your yeast. So that's the temperature your water needs to be. I do it where it's not cold. It's not hot. You almost want it to feel like baby bath water. That's, <laughs> that's the best way I can explain it. Y'all, you will need one cup of water one egg, and I do generally put that in a separate little bowl or cup and beat that up. You will need three tablespoons of melted butter, three and one third cups of all-purpose or bread flour, y'all. Don't, don't get stressed out if you just have all-purpose flour or if you happen to just have bread flour. That's okay. You can use either one of those. It's, it's going to be fine. And then one third cup of white sugar, one teaspoon of salt and I just use regular table salt one tablespoon of yeast y'all there's a couple different kinds of yeast out there if you've worked with it you already know there's your fast acting yeast that you you can just toss in with your your dry ingredients and then there's your other yeast you need to put in with your warm ingredients stir it all around wait till it bubbles a little bit you know gets kind of foamy on the top and then add it together so just go by the directions you know I'm not sure where you live I'm not sure what kind of yeast is available to you so go by your directions on your yeast packet so I mean you can find it at Walmart you can you can order it online so I mean that's easy to come by okay um now, for those that don't know me, I bake in steps. That's just the way I roll. Everyone is different. Everyone has their own groove in the kitchen. This groove just works for me. So I, I bake in steps. And if you saw my directions and my recipes and stuff, you know, they're labeled like number one, number two, number three, number four. That's how, that's just how my mind works. So the, the first thing you want to do with this, obviously, is heat up your water and melt your butter. Go ahead and get your egg out and get that beat up. Let it come to room temperature a little bit. And I'll just, here's a tip for you. If you're doing a lot of baking, you, you probably already know you want your items to be room temperature. They just blend better. It just works better. You know, and if you're new to baking, that's a tip, you know, just stick that in your notebook somewhere. And if you know you're going to bake in a little while, go ahead and set your ingredients out. It doesn't hurt a thing to have them room temperature. It will make your baking go a little smoother. Okay, so the first thing you're going to do is get your one cup of water, warm that up. You're going to melt your butter. 
And then you can combine all of your wet ingredients. Just go ahead and put those in a bowl or in your mixer bowl and get them all mixed up. Now, I, I love my mixers. I have several, honestly, se several KitchenAid mixers. I love my mixers and I, I use them a lot. So that's why I have several. But you can also do this by hand if you would like to knead a lot. Y'all be honest, kneading hurts my hands. Um, that is not something I do a lot by hand and that's a personal preference, but if you don't have a stand mixer with a dough hook on it, anytime you're working with breads, you want a dough hook. If you don't have that, y'all, these recipes, when you're dealing with dough and you're dealing with yeast or you're making bread or rolls, even cinnamon rolls, it can all be kneaded by hand. It takes longer. It, it just takes more effort and, but it can be done. So don't get disappointed. Don't give up if you don't have a, you know, a mixer with the dough hook. It's okay. This can be made by hand. So go ahead, combine your wet ingredients, get those all mixed up, then combine your dry ingredients, get those mixed really, really well, depending on your yeast. If you have the yeast that needs to be warm, you know, and get a little frothy first, put that in with your warm water, put that in with your, you know, go ahead and add your sugar to that. It'll feed off of that. If you're doing your instant yeast, combine that with your dry ingredients. Go ahead and mix it really, really well. So combine your wet ingredients, combine your dry ingredients in a separate bowl, get it mixed really, really well. Then you're gonna mix them together. Slowly add your flour mixture, either into your mixer or into a bowl, you know, depending what you're using. And just slowly add that in and begin to mix and knead and just keep adding in your flour mixture and just keep kneading. If you're in a mixer, you want to knead that until your dough becomes a soft looking. You don't want little little clumps of flour all in there. You want it to be smooth. You want it to be a soft, smooth dough. And here's a tip for you that I've learned over the years. When you're working with dough, whether it's in a bowl or in a mixing bowl, you want your bowl to be clean. And sometimes I always say this amount of flour, you know, this recipe has three and a third cup of flour. You always need to put some over to the side. Um, uh, weather can affect your recipe. You know, a lot of different things can. And sometimes you just need a little more flour. If your dough is too wet, if it's way, way too sticky and it won't form a little, you know, I was going to say a cute little dough ball. <laughs> Add a little more flour in there. Don't be afraid to branch out a little bit away from the recipe. Sometimes it depends on a lot of different things, you know, in, in the atmosphere and even the weather can affect your dough. So don't be afraid. You need some extra flour to the side. Add a little bit in if your dough is so sticky. Um, you don't want it to be so, so sticky. So the tip for that is you want your bowl to be clean. When your dough ball is going around and around in your mixer, you want your dough ball, when you take that out, you want your mixing bowl to be clean. And the same thing if you are mixing it in a bowl. You know you have a really good dough when you're not just necessarily having to scrape and pull off every little bit of dough out of your bowl. So that's a tip for that. You have a good dough when your mixing bowl comes you know, it comes out of that and your mixing bowl is clean. So there we go. There's my dough tip <laughs> for the day. Okay. Once you get your ball of dough and it's smooth and soft, you know, put that in a greased pan. Now I have seen some people dump it out of their mixing bowl and then they'll wipe that out, spray it with a little nonstick spray. And then you can put your dough right back in that same bowl. If you're wanting to limit the dirty dishes, that's what you want to do. So you can do that, cover it. I always cover mine with plastic wrap. So cover it with plastic wrap, 
stick a warm tea towel, or here's a tip for your dough to rise. If you have an oven light, stick your dough in your oven, turn your, turn your light on that creates just enough warmth in there. It will help your dough rise faster. Um, if you do not, some people, I mean, um, one of my daughter-in-laws has an option on her oven now. That's like, I think it says proof or, uh, I can't remember exactly what it says, but that's what it's for. <laughs> so, I mean, that's pretty awesome. So check your oven. If you don't have that option in your oven, if you have a light, put your dough in your oven and just turn your oven light on. Make sure it's covered, cover it with saran wrap. And then I always put like a tea towel or a hand towel, you know, over it and slide that in your oven. You want your dough to double in size. Um, this depends on your temperature, y'all. I can't tell you in exact time, but peek in there, look at your dough. You want it to double in size. It generally takes 45 minutes to an hour, depending on, you know, all your, all your <laughs> outside things that can affect your dough. So there's no set rule that it has to rise exactly this amount of time. So keep an eye on it. After your dough rises and it doubles in size, take it out. Put you a little bit of flour on your surface. Dump that cute little dough ball out. You can knead just a few times if you want to, but get your rolling pin. Uh, now, okay, if I'm doing dinner rolls, I don't get a rolling pin. Sorry about that. You don't have to have a rolling pin. I just, I just kind of, uh, I take my hands. I start just rolling my dough back and forth until it almost makes like, it looks like a roll or, you know, like a small little log, depending if you double this recipe or not. And then I take, they call it a, um, you can call it a dough scraper, or you could take a sharp knife, whatever you have that would work for this. You want your dinner rolls to be about the same size. Now, if you are very, very, you know, extreme on everything, you can weigh it. If you want your, your rolls to be exactly the same size, cut you off a piece of dough and weigh it and then go from there. Okay. I don't do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not that precise on things y'all. So I cut it. Uh, if it is a round ball, if I still have it, then I'll usually cut it in like eight pieces and then I'll take those pieces and cut them again. And then I take that little bit of dough, I'll put it in my hand. You can roll it around some, but then you want to pull, hold it in one hand and then you want to pull it up towards you so that you can pinch that dough together at the top of your little ball. And you have, you have your dough ball in your hand and then you want to pinch that dough up. Just pull it up from the sides. That's what makes the top of your rolls look smooth and kind of rounded. So you pull it up and you have that little pinched part. Turn that upside down. Put your rolls or your dough in a greased baking sheet. So your smooth round part is facing up. And the little part that you pinched to help make it all smooth and make it a nice tight ball, that is on the bottom of your roll. That's just the way I do it. I mean, I'm sure there are other ways to do it. But that's just what's worked for me, y'all. So today, you know, I'm sharing my I'm I'm sharing my dinner roll tips with y'all. So do that. Place it in your pan, and you can place them fairly close so when they rise, they're touching. Um, so I mean that that's a personal preference, also how you want your your rolls to turn out. How do you want them shaped? I generally place mine close together, and then they rise, and then you can just pull them apart. So do all of your dough like that. Make your little dough ball. Put it in your pan. Cover that again, like with a large hand towel. You don't want anything that has fuzzies on it. No one wants a dinner roll with a fuzzy in it. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so put them back in your oven. 
anything with yeast generally has to rise twice. So after you make your dough ball, cover them again, slide them back in your oven, turn your light on, or, you know, give it a little bit of, don't turn your oven on. You don't want to bake them now, but you want to keep them warm. And if you don't have that option when it's warm, I mean, my mom has even taken hers out in the summertime or warm spring days and put them in her vehicle. So she had the heat of that vehicle. There are a lot of ways to uh, heat your dough up for it to rise, you guys. So, you know, don't stress out about it. Just keep working with it. If you have a window, I've also done this. Um, I had some large windows at a place I was staying in this, the sunlight was coming in them beautifully. So I took my dough and I put it in that window and I still had, had it covered, but I let it rise the first time I made my dinner rolls, took my pans back to that same room, right in front of that same window. I let those rise the second time. And then I popped them in the oven. So let them rise the first time, make your dough ball, put it in your pan, let it rise the second time. They need to double in size. And again, this time frame will vary. It generally is again between 45 minutes into an hour, somewhere between 45 minutes and an hour. Keep a check on them. You don't want to let them rise too long because they will begin to fall. So don't forget about them or you'll just have to start all over. And that that's a sad day, y'all. <laughs> I've had to do it. If you notice your rolls going flat before you bake them, you've let them rise a little bit too long. So when they have risen to, you know, double in size again, you want your oven to be good and preheated at 350 and then pop them in that oven and let them bake generally between 15 to 20 minutes, depending on the size of your dinner roll. Just you'll know they'll look golden brown. I mean, if you've baked anything before, you kind of know when it looks done. So keep an eye on it. Go ahead and melt you some butter while they're in the oven. As soon as you pull those things out of the oven, brush your melted butter all over those rolls. And y'all, here's another tip. You know your dinner roll is done. And I do this the same, the same thing if I'm making a loaf of bread. You know it is done if you tap on the top of your loaf of bread or on the top of your dinner roll, y'all, and it sounds hollow. Give it a little tap on the top. If it sounds hollow, the inside of your roll is done. So there you go. You, you have, I'm telling you, there's no greater smell in your house than when you're baking. That's just me. I absolutely love it. I love the smell of my home when I have been baking, especially bread. It just smells wonderful. So that's my dinner rolls, y'all. I'll go over the recipe one more time. One cup of warm water, one beaten egg, three tablespoons of melted butter, three and one third cup of all purpose or bread flour. Y'all leave a little extra to the side if you if your bread's too wet and then you're always going to need a little bit when you put it out on your table. So leave a, leave a little extra to the side of your flour. Then you want one third cup of white sugar, one teaspoon of salt, one tablespoon of yeast. I hope you give that a try. If you have any questions about that recipe, y'all just let me know. Just let me know and we'll go over it again. Or if you try it and something fails, let me know. We'll, we'll troubleshoot that recipe, y'all. So I hope, I hope you try these dinner rolls. I have tried many, many recipes. I have tweaked a lot of recipes and I always come back to this one. So I hope you enjoy that recipe, y'all. Okay, we're going to quickly do our pound cake recipe. And this is what I have labeled in my book, Grandma Birdie's Pound Cake. This is your, your general pound cake, y'all. My, my dad loves this cake. My youngest son, Mark, loves this cake. I'll share some of the tweaks with you as we go through the recipe. Okay, you will need 
two cups of self-rising flour. And I'm just going to tell you right now, if you have a family that has anyone in it that's a diabetic, don't fix this cake when you're coming or when they're, when they're coming over. <laughs> this is not a diabetic friendly cake, y'all. I'm just saying. Um, so we'll start it over. This is a pound cake, two cups of self-rising flour, two cups of white sugar, four eggs, one cup of oil, one cup of milk. And y'all, I've used 2% milk. I've used whole milk. I, I honestly can never tell the difference. It doesn't matter what kind of milk I use. I have never, ever used buttermilk in this. So I can't tell you what it would taste like. That's something I've never tried. Uh, and then two teaspoons of coconut, your extract flavoring. Now this is where you can tweak it. My youngest son loves that flavor. I always do more. Y'all, I probably... Honestly, I probably double that and I'm bad about measuring. So now I just pour a little bit in, then I smell a bit, <laughs> then I pour a little more and I actually, you know, just pour, pour a little bit in at a time until I actually, I can smell the coconut flavor. That's when I know it's enough. So that is at your own discretion. The recipe calls for two teaspoons. Okay. Here's where you can tweak it a little bit. If you, if you love a lemon pound cake, you can add lemon extract. If you love, I mean, you the possibilities with that's endless. So I'll just let you go from there. Um, but it's when you add your, your, your flavoring, your extract flavoring, you can, you can just make that anything you want, any flavor you want. So I'll go over that recipe one more time. This is for grandma Birdie's pound cake, two cups of self-rising flour, two cups of sugar, four eggs, one cup of oil, one cup of milk, two teaspoons of coconut extract or <laughs> the flavor of your choice. We'll just say that. And you're going to combine everything. And y'all, this is not a really thick batter. So don't think you've messed up on something. This is a slightly, you know, it, it is a kind of a thin batter. So you're going to bake it, grease your, grease your pan. You're going to always put this in a uh, bunt cake pan. So you're going to grease your pan. You're going to have your oven at 325, y'all, 325, and bake it at least 45 minutes. On my recipe, I wrote down 45 minutes or till done. I can tell you I generally bake it a little longer than 45 minutes. I don't want to give you an exact time because every oven is different. Every single oven is different. So what may be 45 to 50 minutes in mine could be 40 minutes in yours or could be 55 minutes. So keep an eye on your oven. If you reach in there and you can move your pan and your cake still jiggles, it is not done. <laughs> it's not done. Don't even try to get it out. So you want it to bake until it is a nice golden brown. You can do the toothpick test when you pull it out if you want to. And remember, when you take something hot right out of the oven, that is going, if your toothpick is just a little tiny bit not necessarily wet, but when you pull it out, you have a little bit of cake that comes with it and it's still moist, that cake will, when you leave it in the pan, it continues to bake. If you bake something till it's completely dry and almost hard, that cake will continue to bake and you'll end up with a dry cake. Y'all, no one loves a dry cake. <laughs> so that's my tip on baking. <laughs> You can top this with anything you want to top it with. My son, Mark, just loves, loves it plain. He just loves a piece of this cake. He is not a huge icing person. 
So th- this is something, it's been a long time since I made one. I need to make another one this week. But that's something that my family does love. My dad absolutely loves it. So I just thought I would share that recipe with y'all. I hope you enjoy it. Again, with this recipe, if you have any troubles, if you have any questions, shoot me an email about it. And I'll do my best to help troubleshoot that with you. I hope that you give these two recipes a try. I hope this episode was, I know it's different y'all and it, it will be just for, you know, a different audience of mine. I'm sure maybe, maybe there's some people out there that love baking and cooking and you know, that side of life as much as I do. I absolutely love it. So please give these recipes a try. I hope you like them. You have any questions, shoot me an email. My email again is the pastor's wife, nine, two, the number nine, the number two at gmail.com. The pastor's wife, 92 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining me again. I am Russ Ann Stevens, and this was another episode of Real Life with the Pastor's Wife. God bless y'all. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week and happy baking, y'all.